Okay, Patrick, I mean, per usual, so much to discuss. Um, actually, I don't, I mean, where do you, well, hey, do you want to start? You seemed over the I weekend. I want to start while you're in LA. Okay, well, I'm in LA. I am having podcast. You know, Patrick, podcasting is hot. And all I'm saying is maybe we should promote this show more because I think we could get picked up on a network, sell sure. national ads. You and I could do a podcast tour. Uh, I think we're close. I think we're close. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not because you don't want to promote it. And then what are we? What are we going to do? Coffee shops you know out here in LA? You know I, all right, I'll make you a promise. When we get to our two hundredth episode, okay, thirty more something episodes. So we got another thirty weeks or so. All right, no, you know what? One hundred and seventy-five episodes, ten weeks. Okay, ten weeks. We're gonna ha- start promoting this heavily. We're going we're gonna to take this podcast in a new direction. I got to tell actually, you. We're actually going to try to make it good. <laughs> I got to tell you, everybody, podcasting is hot. Netflix is launching a podcast platform. New podcast companies are, you know, Call Her Daddy and Joe Rogan did it. Call Her Daddy, yeah. It's like, okay. it's enormous. Um, anyway, so I'm out here in LA looking at some podcast companies. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's early out there. Wow, you're really uh, gonna work a long day today. I'm dedicated to the show. I got like it or not to do. You know, I've oh been my God. I've been texting back or te- you know tweeting back and forth with Lenny Dykstra trying to get him on Lion. Well, that could be bad. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? You'd be so mad. You'd be so mad. <laughs> By the way, did you watch that documentary on the Mets? I feel like you would have loved that. Oh, that's my favorite. Yeah, love it. So the that, 30 that, for 30. That was my wheelhouse. I mean, that's, you know, that was the heyday, you know, the craziness of the Mets. They were like the old Dallas Cowboys just doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Now, wait a minute. In 1986, were you and Kristen married or dating? No. Oh my God, no. I was just graduated high school. Okay. How so- old do you think I am? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I know I look sixty, but I'm not yeah, sixty. Yeah, you, you look very young. I mean, you've just had you've had this incredibly long career in broadcasting. I mean, and not that long. God, <laughs> oh. I hope it lasts that longer. No, uh, eighty six. I was a freshman in college. Yeah. Okay, eighty six. You're a freshman in college. You. Actually, well, I mean, when the World Series took place, I would have been starting my sophomore year in college. So, were you in New Jersey? Did you go to school in? New- I know you grew up there. So I went to Seton Hall, with his, which is in South Orange, New Jersey, for my freshman year, and then transferred to Connecticut, sophomore through graduation. It w- it must have been a crazy time because it just sounds like the Mets, New York City, like the whole thing kind of tied in. Yeah, it was together. a great. So the Mets and then Seton Hall that year went to the national championship game and lost to Michigan. Oh on wow! A terrible call. Don't get me started. See, you're, you're already starting to get me riled up here. <laughs> Ramil Robinson uh, was driving to the hoop. They called Seton Hall on a foul, which was terrible. Put him to the line, and Michigan won the game. Wow. Oh, my God. Okay, what a yeah. year for sports. Anyway, I didn't anyway. know anything about the Mets, but that documentary was yeah. awesome. Um, what was it? Once Upon a Time in Queens. And, you know, I knew Lenny I mean, Dykstra just from. I mean, Keith Hernandez and Dwight and Strawberry and. I had no idea. Do you know what's terrible? When I was in radio, I did an event with Daryl Strawberry in Tampa, Florida. When I was on Hot 99.5, I didn't have any idea what a legend he was. Yeah. I know. What what uh, what uh team had a Mookie and a Wally? It was awesome. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, that's a great doc. Anyway. 
Okay, um, so hey, let's talk. Let's talk this Gabby Petito story because you you had yeah. really strong feelings. Um, I uh, since like, yesterday afternoon when it seemed like the FBI maybe arrested his parents, he has not been found, right? No, not yet. Not as not as of this morning that we're aware. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, just an utter tra- an utter tragedy. Uh, I don't believe at this point they've officially confirmed that it's her body but it's it's pretty much confirmed i mean pretty much uh believed to be her that they found in in jackson wyoming uh yeah i i just i just feel like from from the police officer who was called that you've seen in the viral video not not i mean you know i don't think he did anything wrong per se okay um I'm sure he feels terrible now. Uh, to I'm sure people saw things and witnessed things. I I believe yesterday uh, they revealed there was a 911 call about him hitting her, um, and then to not keep an eye on Brian Lundry, who's who's the boyfriend. Like they let him go to the house. They're, they're, I mean, come on, like. surveil the guy and then the parents are clearly protecting their son which by the way i know it's easy to say that you would not protect your son i'm telling you right now if my son was believed to have killed a 23 year old girl i would not be protecting him oh you i mean i'd hire a lawyer for him but i certainly wouldn't be hiding him you know, listen, I, who knows what the story is? He's probably giving some bull story that it was an accident and she fell and he didn't know what to do. You call the cops. He, listen, he killed her. He goes back to Florida, cleans everything up, won't talk to the cop. The minute he got back to Florida and refused to talk to the police, he should have been under surveillance 100% of the time. And, um, and was- I just think they failed. I, th- I think... You know, you know, listen, I don't, I don't want to be overly critical because let's get more information out. But the fact that, you know, all this time has passed since, you know, they knew she was missing. They knew he had returned without her. The parents were asking for the other parents to help. They refused. No one's talked to the police. Then he disappears. And this poor girl's in Wyoming. He still he still hasn't been found. Sounds like they think he's in some alligator uh, reserve or something. I mean, if he's alive, I guess, you know, who knows what that situation is. He's not killing himself. You think he's too much of a coward? He's just yeah, going to... absolutely. Absolutely. ...hide out? Um, you know, a lot of people have talked about that just the amount of attention and press that this has gotten, but they were also kind of social media influencers. It does seem like this story has been everywhere. I mean, do you think it's gotten too much attention or do you think, you know... No, you know, no, listen, certainly not too much attention. I mean, listen, you know, she's, you know, she's 23 years old. You know, they were on a national tour per se, uh, visiting all kinds of areas. She was posting on social media. Um, You know, I did see some... Twitter, in the Twitter verse, questioning, you know, again, if this was a black female with a black boyfriend, black, you know, would 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 the would the media be as 
involved in this or would they have treated the parents differently? I've seen a lot of those questions. I mean, that's just a lot of speculation, so I'm not going to go down that path. But uh, no, I don't think it's gotten as much attention. Or, or, I mean, do you remember when, uh, I can't remember her name, and and shame on me, but, you know, the woman who went to Aruba and was missing. Oh, Natalie uh, Holloway. Natalie Holloway. You've had a lot of these cases where, um, you know, kids have gone, not kids, uh, I mean, she's an adult at 23, went missing and clearly something terrible happened to happen to her. Uh, I mean, it's sad. It really is. It really, yeah, really, I, listen, they need, hopefully they find them. Hopefully they can arrest the parent for something. I hope so too. Cause I think they're bad people. Um, and, uh, I don't even know them and I think they're bad people. Um, well, isn't it interesting too? They got the FBI involved like real quick. Like after, to your point, they didn't do surveillance. The local police or the sheriff's department. It was like before you knew it. I don't know. The FBI yeah. was in there real, real fast. You know. So obviously, maybe I don't know. This is speculation, but you do wonder if they dropped the ball. The local they, authorities. No, they definitely dropped the ball. Some somehow, somewhere they dropped the ball, right? And you know, unfortunately, a lot of these tragedies, whether it's some sort of attack, a shooting at a school, uh, a violent encounter, which this seems to have been. You start going back, whether it's weeks or months, and there were signs, I'm sure there were signs to the parents, I'm sure there were signs to the police officer who pulled them over, I'm sure there were signs certainly to others who along their travels probably witnessed things. Um, you know, and listen, it, you know, People don't want to get involved, right? And, you know, they're afraid to get involved. And it's, you know, it's tough. You know, you see an argument or, you know, certainly if you see somebody hit somebody, you're going to get involved, or I would. But do you call the cops? I, I don't know. Like, you don't know how you're going to well, react in those situations. There is an account, right, that when they got pulled over, she had scratched. They had gotten into a domestic incident. And sadly, right, how many people across the country every day, how many police answer? Most of the calls they do answer are domestic, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, and then she, the couple. she was go almost back trying together. to blame herself, right? And he was lifting up his shirt. Oh, look, she scratched me. I mean. She weighs all of a hundred pounds. Yeah. Not that he's a big guy. Um, and I think she suffered from some mental health issues, right? Wasn't that kind of, she was having anxiety or I thought there was something. I, I, you know, again, he probably followed the protocols, the, the officer. And I, and I feel terrible for him because he probably feels guilty now, I'm sure. You know, I just wish there was more of a protocol like where you think potentially there's domestic violence, you get called to the side of the road. You know what? You take one of them to the precinct or, you know what? And then have somebody interview them, somebody else. Like and social maybe worker. A social, yeah, yeah domestic. maybe there's more there. And then, and then she comes clean and so, say, you know what? He's been hitting me and I feel terrible. I feel, you know, guilty. Yeah, she was right in front of him too. Like she wasn't, she was interviewed or talked to, I should say, not, she wasn't technically interviewed. She was being asked questions. So was he. And they were still both right there. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're, if you're an abused person, you know, that, that obviously plays on your psyche and you're, you're clearly afraid of that person, uh, submissive to that person. And, you know, you're not going to tell the truth necessarily to a police officer in that circumstance. You know, I, this is one of those things where, you know, 
I think a police officer is the one who should show up, but maybe, and again, it was a rural area, not a city. They probably don't have the resources, but you're right. Like a, somebody who could assess the situation more skilled in, in, in the domestic, uh, you know, looking for signs, you know, that, you know, maybe something, maybe, maybe something could have done to save, save her. That's a good point. Maybe this will change the law. Like they have to do, have a 10 hour cooling off period or something, you know, where they're separated before. I mean, cause certainly we know across the country, if you talk to any police, I mean, there's some domestic, they show up at the same houses sometimes over and over, you know, yeah, and again, never- I, I don't know if it's a jurisdictional rule, but my guess is if they showed up the house, a house, that apartment that they owned or rented, and it was a similar circumstance, I believe they do separate them. I'm not 100% sure of that, but I just wish there was more of a, where they, he wasn't talking them what appeared to be at the same time or together and really tried to assess what was going on. I think to, you know, to your point, I'm glad that this story got as much coverage as it did. And maybe with the incredible coverage, like to your point, something will change. I do think though, this is where we fail as a society. I, I don't I don't think a black couple, unless they were famous or semi-famous, and I know these two were bloggers, so they did have social media following, but I don't know. I just don't think that they would get the same amount of it. I, I think this is where we do have a racial divide. Is I, I've just, I mean, because think about it. We can't even name, I don't know if you can. I can't, I'm trying to think of the last like black woman or black young man that we could even really name that was missing that had this i mean cnn nonstop. i mean people on tick tiktok you go on tiktok every tiktok video is people seeing their van it's like i do wish that uh, black you know black kids brown kids that are missing would get this level because it just seems like i mean you can't go anywhere daily mail the biggest headline. And I'm trying to think. I'm trying to name one black kid that we could think of that went missing that got that. Well, much. listen. There's been there's been there's been children for sure, but in terms of adults. Um, yeah. Re- okay. You know what? Good point. Isn't it Relisha Rudd or? Uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah, listen, she's you've, had, a lot. you've had numerous children who, who unfortunately have gone missing who have gained, you know, national attention and national yeah. attention. I you know I don't know. Uh, Hey, I don't know if there was any in this circumstance. I, listen, I think if the circumstances were similar, it would get the attention. But to your point, maybe not as much. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's a pretty blonde, white girl, uh, you know. He's not like that, that bad looking. You know, I mean, I guess no. now people are like, oh, he looks crazy. But I, I don't know. He didn't look that crazy to me prior. I mean, you it, know? It, it's actually it's actually a fair point. Um it's actually a fair point. So, and again, you know, we, you, you hate to speculate on that, but um, yeah, you're right. All right, let's move on because we got COVID stuff to talk about. Also, AOC, the woman that designed her dress under some heat. I just wanted to see uh, this week if you wanted to basically say that I was right, really, about AOC at the Met Gala, but we'll get to that. Oh, um, I was right. I said it was like a perfect, she knew what she was doing and she knew how every crazy person would react. Patrick, you support her. You said, oh, I no, think it's I didn't great. Support her. You said, I think it's great she's there telling these rich. That- that is not what I said. Roll the tape. Said. Roll the tape. Let's bring it back. Uh, okay. What I said was everyone's, they immediately point out the hypocrisy. You don't think she knew that's exactly where everyone was going to go? What I said was she wanted to be in a position or create the perception that she had the, you know, 
chutzpah to go to a ultra rich mega rich gallery or gala and wear that dress basically speaking truth to those people and she also knew how all the media would respond certainly the the the, the right wing right leaning media um oh i think she believes her own crap i think she's there and she really thinks she's having an impact and these rich, you know, Hollywood celebrities are going to support her. By the way, her designer, Aurora James, who designed the Tax the Rich uh, dress, got a ton of press um, this past week. The 37-year-old fashionista, uh, let's see, she's accepted PPP loan. Um, she also hasn't paid tax, so she's done extremely well uh, in her fashion business over the years because she's dressed Beyonce, Rihanna, Meghan Markle. Uh, they have three open tax warrants in New York State for failing to withhold income tax from employee paychecks, totaling $15,000. Um, then she's got another $103,000. IRS placed six federal liens on her cultural brokerage agency. So interesting that she picks someone who doesn't even pay taxes. Yeah, I guess. Listen, I, I'm not a fan of hers. I think she's so full of crap. I think she is over her head. I think, you know, you want to talk about someone who became social media darling without the backup but I also don't think she's, you know, as as um, uninformed or as, as she knows how to manipulate the media. She knows how to play the game. Should she have done a background check on the person making the dress? I don't know. Come on. I, yes. One hundred percent. If that is your if that is your cause, tax the rich. Here's a designer who's getting rich owns almost a two million dollar home in Beverly in, in California, in L.A. out here. And doesn't pay her own taxes. Yes. I mean, come on. I think you give her way more credit than anyway. We could argue about that, but we got we have um, a lot of, to talk about because I actually really like. You know, it's just like I've said, Marjorie Green. Yes. Gets so much attention on the right from the left leaning media because it 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 kind of creates a perception that the Republicans are or agree with her similar to AOC like she just gets an inordinate amount of tension but since she's attractive she won in an upset she's um she's Latina or Hispanic I guess um I guess that's one and the same right um so she gets a lot of press. She knows how to play it. No, she right. does. And she, I mean, listen, she 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 knows how to use social media. She knows how to listen. People want a microphone in front of her, right? They just do. She's one of those people. Yeah. No, it's true. And and to your point on the right, it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. I want to ask you if you think Beto O'Rourke has a chance. Uh, kind of conflicting reports if he's going to run for governor against Abbott, who now has a all time low, uh, of course, with this whole abortion. Um, law, low uh, rating, approval rating. So Beto O'Rourke, remember, I mean, how many years ago now? Three years ago, two or three years ago, he went viral, I think, kind of with like a very empowered speech about um, immigrants and America. That kind of put him on the platform. You think he has a chance? He didn't go anywhere in the presidential election. Remember, he tried to, he threw his hat in the ring, didn't go anywhere. What do you think about governor of Texas? No shot. <laughs> Really? 
No shot. Why? Just too much of a red state? I just saw Paul Matthew McConaughey being him. Like, no, he he's a nobody. Okay. He he he's he's a phony. He's he's a progressive phony who really hasn't worked a hard day in his life. He stands for nothing. Doesn't I he I said this when he ran. He was he's an absolute empty suit, empty khakis, whatever he wears normally. Um no. Now Again, I don't know the sentiment in Texas with masks and mandates and schools and, you know, but. um, You don't think it's going anywhere? No. Okay. It's not certain that he is not even in the same league as a Stephanie Abrams, like not even in the same league. I mean, she she's smart. She's, you know, accomplished. She certainly knows how to get the vote out. Um, and I'm only comparing them because they were both Democratic, you know, candidates who came close, one to a Senate race and one to the governor's race in Georgia. But they're not even in the same ballpark. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see, you know, obviously a lot of people throwing their hat in the ring and maybe maybe people stick with Abbott who knows but supposedly his ratings have dropped um well let's let's talk mask mandate because you were tweeting a lot uh, <laughs> my favorite it's, subject it's our favorite subject and something about Imoco County you were tweeting Oktoberfest so has been canceled the mask mandate listen I'm over it I think it's dumb we've talked about it ad nauseum I think it's here to stay I think it's not science-based uh, in certain circumstances certainly for vaccinated people not for unvaccinated but I cannot get my head around so a few things okay so yeah. the, F- the former commissioner of the fda who was an anti-trump person okay came out this week and said the six foot rule completely arbitrary non-science based so for all those months where everyone six foot distancing we're going to follow the science there was no science he said there was zero science that supported six they made it up someone at 10 feet but they said, no one knows how to measure 10 feet. Six feet, at least you could say, okay, it's the length of my body if you're, you know, give or take. And yeah, like arms, you know, a couple arms length away and, and you're good to go. Totally non-science based. Outdoor transmission, low, virtually non-existent. Remember we heard that for all those years, right? I mean, all those uh, months. Now you got a county like Montgomery County who has... I believe 91% of the people have at least one shot. Almost 94% of people, I believe, who are over 65 have the vax, right? Half the kids, 12 to uh, eight, 12 to 18, I guess, have the vax. You've had, in the state, you've had 80,000 people at Raven Stadium. You've had 60,000 people at the University of Maryland. In the county, you've had packed, packed high school football games. Quince Orchard High School, packed, kids packed, no masks. Yet, at an abundance of caution, they cancel Oktoberfest in the county. The town of Rockville cancels Rocktoberfest, they called it. Outdoor activities, they're canceling out of an abundance of caution. Like, 
I, there I is zero science to it. I can't get my head around it. And then, and I mean this, you wonder why there's still 35% of the people out there who believe all the government wants to do is control you, control your movement, overreach, overreact, that they don't believe what they're saying. They hide behind science. These aren't science decisions. And yeah, honestly, I, I kind of, I don't blame them in some cases. I don't. So it's interesting because I was having this conversation with some friends that live out here in L.A. They, they grew up here, so they, but they're very discouraged with where um, California is, like how liberal it's gotten. And they, they actually have the same sentiment. They feel like the government is trying to control us. What do you think the government wants to control? They, they just want us to keep, like, sheep kind of following, and then they'll tax us. Do you think Listen, it's just I like, think, what do you think the plan is? And I've said this is? before. I think most people who get elected, most people making these decisions are ill-equipped to make them. Okay. I think they're, I think they, um... I don't, I don't think they understand leadership. I think they, they make decisions out of fear or out of political correctness or out of social correctness or out of, uh, uh, you know, so-called abundance of caution. So the only, so I was thinking about this yesterday and I'm like, okay, so you've had outdoor festivals canceled, but yet people could go into a stadium uh, you know, packed in, you know, 80,000 people in Raven Stadium and, and, and so forth. I'm wondering if these jurisdictions are not getting the certificate of insurance. I wonder if this is really about insurance companies not giving them the insurance certificates needed to, to, to indemnify and not hold liable. So, could it, could it be that if you have entry points that can be controlled, like a stadium, like a Quince Orchard football stadium, like a concert venue, indoor or outdoor, or you're buying tickets, you kind of waive your rights or you agree to certain terms and they could control the entry point. Maybe what an Oktoberfest, like in the Catlins, which is a, like a community in Montgomery County, People could just walk in, walk out. Like there's no, there's no, I mean, there's really no beginning or end to it. It's just in an area of blocks and restaurants and, you know, fields and so forth. Could that be it? I don't know. But if that's it, then come out and say that. But don't be sending stuff out that's like idiotic. Like don't tell me because of the Delta variant, you're canceling an outdoor October fest when restaurants are packed, breweries are packed, uh, high school stadiums are packed. I, we're not dumb. And that's the thing. Like they talk, they're making these decisions as if we're morons, right? Yeah. And, and then the county right above us, Frederick, they're having their Oktoberfest. Virginia's having a ton of them. You know, you, you got Vanish Brewery right across you know, the river you know, having 20,000 people on a weekend. Like, stop. It's idiotic. It doesn't make sense. 
Isn't it idiotic as well? This is this is what's fascinating too that I thought this week was like, wow, what a contradiction. You know, the we're getting ready as a country. The US travel ban is now going to be lifted for fully vaccinated foreign nationals from uh, November onward. So essentially double jab foreign nationals, they have to have a COVID test within 3 days of departure, won't be required to quarantine upon arrival. Only American citizens, their immediate families, green card holders and those with national interest exemptions were currently allowed. So isn't that also a contradiction? Here they are now going to be allowing people from Europe to come, but we still have to wear, like, it's, that's crazy, right? I mean, you know what I mean? You're now opening up international travel, but you're telling me local Moco County? Yeah. I mean, can't, I mean now you were going to have people coming in. That's the problem. So from all over the a, world. I, I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago. It was a great article in the Wall Street Journal. It's an opinion piece. And it said, and it was done by a few um immunologists or epidemiologists or medical doctors from various i believe one was from stanford one was from harvard not 100 percent sure on that but basically what it said was you you have to have a jumping off point right you have to you have to be able to you these leaders should be explaining specifically with numbers okay we're wearing masks now inside. Here's when we won't have to. When we reach 80% vaccination, when the herd immunity is X, when the numbers get to this, and they're not doing that. I am telling you, masks are here. They're not going away. They are not. Now, I will say most places aren't enforcing it. True. True. To the degree that they certainly did a year ago. But... They're here. They're here. They're here. Well, and you you retweeted a great article just to kind of go into more detail about this, about kids and masks in school and how we just don't know the the ramification because these kids are not picking up on facial expressions. You know, to your point, kids that get COVID, very, 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 very few are severely sick. I mean, the numbers are so, so low. And yet here we are still doing masks in schools and a lot of so you know, um, I think I'm so sure. the, more, the more studies that come out, UK just came out with one. Kids shouldn't be wearing masks. Yes, it was a it's, really good article that yeah, you posted. Yeah, it's more detrimental to wear masks. And then, you know, I have my liberal friend. Oh, what does it hurt? Well, it's it's socialization. It's 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 understanding the, what the teachers are saying or not saying. It's emotion. It's it's just it's, well, it's nor it's normalcy. Right. Yeah. It should not be in masks. And, And, you know, now they say so everyone was like, listen, it's great that Pfizer says five to 11 years can get vaxxed. Great. Okay, But for me, it's actually good and bad. What I mean by that is now that kids can get vaxxed, masks are never going away for kids. Right. In most jurisdictions that already have them, they're going to wait till they see who gets vaxxed. The problem is. What's the incentive to get your kid vaxxed at six years old? None, because they're still going to have to wear. They're going to have to wear. Zero, zero, maybe point zero 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 one percent reason, because that's that's the percentage that kids are getting really sick. Yes, right? correct. Yeah, so that, that's the truth. There's, there's so no incentive. Up. Now, if it was, hey, get your kid vaxxed, no mask. That should be a campaign. Get vaxxed, no mask. Get vaxxed, no mask. Boom, I'm getting my kid vaxxed, right? Boom, I'm going. 
But the problem is they created this narrative, the CDC and everything, which was regardless of your vaccination status, everyone's got to wear masks. Everyone's got to do it. So you know what? Why am I getting vaccinated? And how about the booster shot debacle from the administration? Well, we're going to booster shots by September 20th. Now that's all on hold, right? FDA, don't need them right now. We're not sure you need them. It is a debacle at this point. And, um, you know, I, Fauci was like my TV boyfriend oh, for a while. Don't but, even get but... <laughs> don't mean get started with it. He wants people on planes to have to be vaccinated. He admitted over the weekend about natural immunity, that it's very good, but we don't know how long, blah, 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 blah. Shut up. No, I know. Enough it's, with Fauci. He's starting Shut to be a joke. Up. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a media hound. That's all he's about now. He's lost, for me, long ago credibility listen he's a super smart guy smarter of course yeah sure you can multiply my brain by a hundred and he's smarter no, but, that, too, but, but that doesn't make that doesn't make him right because you know what he stopped following the science himself he became you know where the wind was blowing and blah blah but do you remember when we heard early on do you remember no one was vaccinated no one everyone was flying no one got sick because you know what they said? Low trend, almost impossible. Almost zero transmission because yeah. the air was being circulated. What happened to that? What? Tell me. Uh, well, the other thing I think so is interesting. You, you could start putting all these things together. And I'm actually making the case for these people who say, what's going on here now? Really? What is going on here? Right? Yeah. It's, uh, you know. Mass well, for vaccinated. You can't go into a venue. Uh, oh, we, we got to cancel Oktoberfest. Ah, blah, blah. Like, ugh, annoyed. And annoyed. the other thing, do you remember when Fauci was working with Trump and Fauci said, you know, this is affecting people who are obese, diabetics, unproportionately people of color. When when we get control of this, we're going to address those things because we have a, a health crisis in America of people obese. Now, do you hear anything? You don't no. hear any mention of the fact no. that people who are obese are, what is it? I don't know, 50% more likely to die. He, we, we he will not the, address we, any of those issues we, in this country. Decisions are non-science based now by most people. They're arbitrary. They're out of abundance of caution. They're to not get sued. And, and you know what? They're not providing any benchmarks to when you know, certain, some of these protocols will go away. I mean, listen, 80,000 people could go into Raven Stadium. 111,000 people are at Penn State. And I can't walk into a Starbucks without a mask to pick up my coffee for three seconds. It's insane. Are, are you kidding me now? Yeah, it's a like, joke. Seriously, are you kidding me? It's a joke, yeah. Listen, our, we got people walking around with masks outside, right? Outside. I saw kids playing with masks on the other day. I literally wanted to go over and tell the parents, are you insane? I, we have people in this county driving a car, and they're not Uber or Lyft drivers, <laughs> driving a car with a mask on. They're drinking the Kool-Aid, Patrick. It's crazy. You have people who walk on the other side of the road with a mask on because you're walking near them with no mask on outside. Sarah, you're, you came to the dark side with me on this. <laughs> I'm beginning and to. You know, I'm beginning I to because vax, I got vaxxed right away. I've been pro vaccination. Yeah. I've been pro protocols. But I also have been saying for a year, most of these decisions are have been arbitrary with 
making up numbers six feet 50 per hundred thousand we got to be under five percent of positivity blah like just completely making up numbers and this is where you're at all right real quick before we wrap up the show though any other sports stuff pop culture stuff that's going on in your world i want to hear what so i didn't watch the emmys don't care i do love ted lasso okay i don't watch crown i might start watching crown uh ted lasso is a great show uh mayor of easton east town a great show uh but didn't watch one second of it zero not a not a oh i i, I did love with um with the what's his face said about um they basically were in an indoor building seth rogan no seth rogan he's like uh why doesn't anyone have their mask on we're really yeah. close in this tiny a space tent with the roof i know <laughs> Well, it's L.A. You know, they can do whatever they want. They're Holly, you know, the Hollywood people can do whatever they want, but no one else can, right? And by the way, has anyone got? I mean, okay, they were all in that room. Probably most vax, right? Most vax. I, I said, sorry, I said it two weeks ago to you, or last week. Wisconsin, the first weekend of the season, had ninety-three thousand people with no masks. There was not an uptick. Almost three weeks later, there was no uptick in Madison, Wisconsin. Zero. There won't be one in Pennsylvania, Penn State. There won't be one in. Baltimore with Raven Stadium. I I hate to say it like this. And my dad died of this. And I only say that because this is someone who I do look at this rationally. It's a serious virus that killed 650,000 people or more. Yeah. Okay. But that also doesn't mean that these decisions now make sense. They don't. And they've gone overboard. At some point, we got to figure out how to live. Oh, that's what I was saying. Like, you know, we got to learn how to live with the virus. There's got to be a jumping off point. Like, this has to go to a, like, oh, I got COVID. Okay. Hope you feel better. Like, and, but, like, like know, it has have... to get to that point. I Real quick. There was yeah, a, go ahead. It came out yesterday on the CDC's website, by the way. So this isn't some, you know, bullshit something somebody's posted. So as of, I believe it was Friday of last week, in 2012 through the year of 2019 through 20. Now that year numbers could be a little bit down because people were wearing masks and the, but the flu in 2019 to 20 killed, I believe 434 kids in this country. Only 212 died of COVID. Now 212 is still 212. We don't know how many underlying conditions those kids had. Same with the flu. Listen, kids who get the flu who have underlying conditions are more apt to get seriously sick than same as COVID. And again, COVID is much worse than the flu. I'm not comparing the two from a disease standpoint. But my point is we're acting as if kids got to wear masks, can't do this, got to cancel this, got to do that. It was half the number died of COVID. Half. Now, granted, most of them were out of school. So I, I take that with, you know, maybe the number would have been double. But also, okay. in, to your point, do we know how many of those kids had underlying right, conditions? Right, you know, right, did they? Right. We don't. We right. don't. But, but I mean, I'm saying like that goes to your point even more. You know, some of these kids, unfortunately, probably had as they had serious health conditions, right? Then they get COVID, which we know of impacts adults Listen, like if that. I had a, if I had an eight-year-old right now, I would get them vaxxed. Yeah. Just like if I had a 15-year-old. But I also wouldn't want my kid being forced to wear a mask. So I think you could be a parent 
who believes in both of those things. And I don't think you're insane. I, you know, I think right now, if you say, yeah, I don't want my kid to wear a mask in school, somehow you're looking, oh, you're a right wing nut. Yeah. No. I, I know. Don't wear, I don't want my seven year old wearing masks and being afraid. We're creating low immunity, scared kids. That's what we're creating. We're creating, and by the way, we're quarantining them because one kid has the sniffles or sending the entire class home. So there's one positive case, and we have 1,100 kids quarantining, not learning. How does that make sense? Yeah. Ugh, I need a drink. Okay. Well, all right. All right. It's only 1042. Okay. Woo. Um, all right. Do we need to wrap up? I just, I, the only other tweet that I saw was you hated the uh, calling, the officiating for the Bucks game, I guess, for uh, the NFL. They, listen, I love the NFL. I love watching NFL, I should say. I love college football. The officiating in the NFL is atrocious. The taunting penalties are absurd. What is the NFL trying to do? You know, they make fun of it, the no fun league. It literally is an no fun league. And I, I just, I don't understand the entire review process in the NFL. It's for a league that has so much money and so much value and influence. They seem to can't get the officiating and their systems correct. Certainly not like international soccer or college football. Not even close. But anyway, All but right. listen, it's great. It's great seeing 111,000 white, white out in Penn State. It just is. It's good. It's, it's good. everywhere. It's everywhere. We're now lifting the travel ban. People well, from all la- over the last, world. Are- last thing. Um, let's talk real quick. Biden, disastrous few months on all levels. The, the, the migration, the, the, the Afghanistan, the boosters, the, the Australia, France, uh, submarine debacle um you know i think his 3.5 billion dollar thing uh uh uh, bill is is potentially in jeopardy uh so disastrous his poll numbers are in the mid 40s i saw a poll yesterday in michigan where he's at 39 percent and again totally irrelevant for the for the election we're still three years away not my point but Take the fact away that he's not Trump. Disaster. Disaster is six, seven months, in my opinion. Not what, not what you had hoped for if you voted for Biden. Just my opinion. And couple that with the fact that he's, he's trying to be out there with vaccines and this and that. And then you got 111,000 people in Pennsylvania. Like, it's almost like they're living in two worlds. They're trying to create that. Like, and I... I I'm going to contradict myself. The one thing he said in his speech last week, this is a pandemic for the unvaccinated. And that's what it is now. And honestly, I don't think I should have to protect the unvaccinated. Five to 11 year olds, we could debate. Should, you know, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, but. All, right. all right, Patrick, where do people follow you? Patrick, GM, Fox 5 DC. Sarah, all right. good luck in LA today. Thank you. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye. bye. Locks. So here she is.